some NBA. Still to come this week, the NBA draft on Thursday, which I can't wait for. Not that I don't love baseball, but uh, a lot of great betting opportunities. For sure. In the NBA draft, especially after pick number one. Cubs up 5 nothing right now in the seventh. Love to see it. There is a run around for Pittsburgh. I need Wake Forest really bad tonight. 2-2 game right now with LSU. And they got a runner on first here in the seventh. Low scoring game. Marlins up 11-0 on the Blue Jays. Rockies trail your Reds 5-4. Need that Jonathan India homer. And uh, the Red Sox take a 6-3 lead on the Twins, which I hate to see. Diamondbacks just destroying the Brewers tonight, 7-1. to Time to talk a little more NBA. So the big news, obviously, yesterday, Brad Beal gets moved. He goes to Phoenix, not Miami. So they're going to pair him with Kevin Durant, Devin Booker. First things first, as we look at the betting odds, Denver, rightfully so, the favorites next year, plus 500. Boston, plus 550. Milwaukee, plus 600. Then you have Phoenix, plus 650, and a huge drop-off all the way down to Golden State at 12-1 to and L.A. 12-1. to Where's DeAndre in next year? Is he back Phoenix. in Phoenix? Phoenix. Really? I think so. Now that Monty Williams is gone, do you think that that's like... I just don't know that there's enough out there for him. I don't know that other teams want to give them multiple pieces for DeAndre Ayton. And next year, when the new CBA gets into effect, you're not going to be able to trade DeAndre Ayton for multiple pieces. And if you think about these players like you know real estate, right? Sometimes you have a mansion that you sell to get smaller little like multifamily homes, right? Or a single family home. That's basically what the Phoenix Suns want to do. They've got a little mega mansion or like a Mick mansion in DeAndre Ayton, which is like the rookie max. He's making like 30 plus million. And what they'd like to do is just break it up into little apartments. Right. So they want to find depth for their team. And that's just really hard to do. And the CBA is going to make it impossible to do that next year if you're in the luxury tax as far as they are. So, yeah, I think DeAndre Ayton stays. You try to get his uh, his stock up as high as you possibly can. And maybe you trade for a guy like, I don't know, like a Carl Anthony Towns or you try to figure out some way to get, like, another wing for this team. They need defense. They don't have it. They just don't have it. So do you think that they made the right decision, Phoenix, though, no. going all in for Brad Beal? Because, like, not. what else What else do you think that they should have done, right? Because you went all in for Durant. He wants to win. And also, like, how many more good years of Kevin Durant do we have? Hopefully we have a couple more, but, I mean, he's never healthy for a playoff run. Devin Booker, you said it best, I mean, because I was all excited at first for this team. I felt kind of bad for Chris Paul because I just yeah. want to see him at least, like, get back to the finals here and maybe get a ring before it's all said and done because he is one of the better point guards of our generation, if not the best. But um, you said it best. Like, all these guys have soft tissue injuries. They all deal with, like, the same injuries. Is that what scares you the most, or is it the depth for Phoenix here? I think it's both. I think if I could absolutely guarantee that all of them were going to be healthy, then I would feel a lot differently about it, right? So you're talking about – so say you don't have Bradley Beal on the books. Right. And you've got $115 million in caps – in uh, in the amount of roster that you've spent, right? Because you're going to get rid of Chris Paul. I don't know what you're going to do with them. Maybe you maybe you give him a buyout. Maybe you waive him. But really, the amount that Chris Paul is getting paid is, I believe, $30 million? I think that's what his salary is for this year. It's a lot. Uh, he just made yeah, $28.4 million for this year. Uh, yeah. Average salary of $30 million. Okay, so you're talking about a guy who, if he ends up, yeah, $30.8 million. So as soon as he's off your books, right, and you just have those three, now you're in 115 range, and you can really fill out that depth. 
you've got 115 and now you can spend on getting some guys back that you have on less or more than veteran minimums contract. Maybe you try to get Cam Johnson back, who's a restricted free agent as well. Yeah. Like you need defense and you need depth. What you don't need, and yeah, you need ball handling, and maybe that's not campaign. That's what I wanted to ask you: is who's the point guard of this team? I know it's like position basketball, Beal. and I know that you know Devin Booker has played the point. You go back to the uh, the bubble year, you yeah. know, like the final like fifteen twenty games of the season, he was actually running the point. But that's why they like I love the Chris Paul. Maybe pickup. you try to get a Fred Van Fleet. Yeah, but then how do you make that work financially? Unless you're able to maybe move Aiton. Yeah, maybe you say to Toronto, we can move Aiton, but. I think that Fred Van Fleet, if you're talking about where they're at from like a financial standpoint, you're in a much better situation if the cap is sitting there at 162 and you're at 115 for for your three guys, right? Yeah. You've got $47 million to play with in just to get to the salary cap uh, luxury tax uh, threshold, and you can go over into the tax as well. So Bradley Beal is making... What forty seven million dollars? KD forty two, I believe, too. And forty seven, forty seven, forty eight, actually forty seven six. So KD makes forty seven six. Bradley Beal makes forty six seven. Devin Booker makes thirty six. DeAndre Ayton makes thirty two four. So you're talking about a guy forty seven million dollars instead of yeah, you're not going to keep Chris Paul. We knew that. You're not just trading Landry Shamit for right. Bradley Beal. You're bringing in a massive contract that is going to be on the books for another three, four years. And you can't move him. He's right. got a no-trade clause. Yeah. So what are you going to do with him? Yeah. So it hamstrings them in a way where I could legitimately see this being a L.A. Lakers situation, a little bit better, but same deal. You've got the Russell Westbrook, A.D., LeBron thing, and you had a rotating door of guys with soft tissue injuries throughout that year. I could see that happening again for Phoenix. And then what do you have? Yeah. I You've mean- got Jock Landell. No and doubt. campaign and, and, and see that's the problem. Ish Wainwright. Yeah, and and like that's the thing when you form these. If that's you want to call this a seed. super team, or if you want to call it like a big three with DeAndre, and as you go back and like that's why Miami struggled that first year when they went in for the big three, and it was Chris Bra- Chris Bosh, uh, Dwayne Wade, and LeBron James. But you remember they had absolutely no depth. So yeah, they like went to the finals, and their biggest competition that year was the Bulls, who in the off season their biggest pickup was Carlos Boozer. Luckily, Derrick Rose was the youngest MVP that year. But you knew that team wasn't probably good enough to make it to the championship. But then they ran into Dallas, who really only had one superstar, but tons of depth. And Jason Kidd, Tyson Chandler, a bunch of dudes. And they got bounced in the finals. And that's kind of what I see for Phoenix, unless they're able to get a bunch of guys on, like, veteran minimum contracts. But, like, who's really out there? You know what I mean? Like, guys like Carmelo Anthony aren't going to do it for me. That's what I mean, is you're going to have to fill this roster with guys in veteran minimum, or you're going to have to pay even more and go into the second level of the apron of and the tax. And then you're really going to get punished. And like now you said, you're though. really punished. You don't have a, a taxpayer yeah. mid-level exception. You don't have a full mid-level exception. You have no ability to pay guys, yeah. and you just have four dudes that can all score, and only two of them can play defense. Yeah, and I guess I get it because you're an organization like Phoenix, and you're probably thinking, like, it's championship or bust, like our windows in the next two to three years. We did go in for KD. Can this team beat the Nuggets? No. No. Well, healthy? No. Healthy? No. If these guys actually stay healthy, I'd say yes. No. Like I Okay, let's talk about who's teams stopping, that realistically could. Who's stopping Jokic? Uh, well, nobody, because <laughs> we've seen DeAndre, and, like, he doesn't even give up. No effort. one. Nobody. Who's stopping Kevin Porter Jr.? I guess Kevin Durant. Who's stopping Jamal Murray? Devin Booker? Probably not, but I think they can match each other in scoring. Yeah. At least. Who's stopping Brad Beal? Who's stopping Brad Beal? Probably. Brad Beal? Brad Beal's injuries? 
I don't know. I mean, that's Brad Beal. Brad Beal being a three first three quarter score. But I could just see him getting to Phoenix, like finally playing for a contender. I mean, when's the last time Washington was relevant? Even the year that they went to the playoffs when they picked up Russell Westbrook, they were still like two games below 500 that year. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. See, I. I don't know that they win a championship. I don't know that they're good enough to beat the Nuggets, but I definitely think that they're better than a play-in team. I like them more than Memphis, especially with Ja missing the first 25 games of the season. Agreed. Let me ask you this, because you're a big Kings fan. Sacramento, current form, or Phoenix? Last year, Kings won 48 games, Suns won 45. You had Brad Beal. Sacramento. Really? Yes. Clippers, Phoenix. Another team where you're like, you got to stay healthy. And when's the last time Paul George and Kawhi Clippers Leonard have actually... a lot more depth than Phoenix. I would give it to the Clippers. Very true. Uh, current form, Warriors. Let's say Draymond does go Phoenix. back. Phoenix. And there's no chance that, because he's trolling, I know, but Draymond uh, invited himself over to LeBron's house, if you saw this on social media, for Taco Tuesday. That's amazing. I think that they would love to play with each other. I would kind of love to see it, but it's not going to happen, right? Draymond back to Golden State. No, I don't think so. What is Golden State going to do then? It's just going to be Steph. Clay and, and Draymond again, and they're going to win, what, 45, 44 games? That doesn't make any sense to me either. I don't think so either. Does Minnesota take that next leap? The Pelicans? The Thunder? That's the thing. Like, the Mavs finished 11th last year. You got the Jazz. If Dame stays, maybe the Blairs. The West is absolutely loaded. Then you look in the East. That's why I thought Bradley Beal was going to end up in Miami. Because, like, are the Bucks going to get better this offseason, especially if they just run it back with Middleton and Drew? I don't know if they're going to be able to make a move. Celtics, Gallinari is going to come back. But other than that, like, what else are they bringing back? Are they going to move on from Jalen Brown? Absolutely not, right? He's he's going back there? No, he's going back. So same sure. roster. Philadelphia is not going to look much better, except for now you have, you know, a real NBA head coach and not yeah. Doc Rivers. Cleveland could probably be sneaky. But in the West, like, you could make the case for 14 teams to make the playoffs. The Spurs aren't going to make the playoffs, but they're no. going to be much better. No. The Rockets are going to win more than 22 games, but they're not probably going to make the playoffs first year under Udoka. But, I mean, they're going to be a sneaky team here these next couple of years. West is going to be absolutely loaded. I still think that Phoenix is probably a top-four seed, but I also think I'm not doing anything with their futures. I'm not going to do anything with their win total because I think their goal is going to be stay healthy for the playoffs. So if it means extra load management and maybe Devin Booker. and How are you going to give load management if you don't have any depth? Well, that's the other thing. Because you're going to be like a 12 seed. You're going to be a playing team if you do that. They're going to need to rely on Beal to play at least 60 games Beal needs... and Booker to play at least 70 games. Yes. Because you're not going to play Kevin Durant more than 70 games. You can't. There's absolutely no, no chance. And DeAndre Ayton needs to be the best version he's ever been. Well, he needs to become like some version of Diet Cola Anthony Davis. You know, like Frank Vogel really did well with big men. He's been coaching big men for forever. It's the staple of his defense. If they're keeping DeAndre Ayton, he better be a rim protector. Do you think you'll get more out of Aiton just because Monty Williams is gone? Yes. And obviously all the reports are like Monty didn't other. want Aiton. He wanted to move him. Yeah. Do you, so I I told you when I met, when I saw Aiton uh, at Summer League, right? I saw him at some fancy hotel lobby, and he had puka shells on. And I asked him if he would come on the podcast. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, obviously I want to wait and see what happens with you. I don't want, you know, you know while everything's going on. Because that's when he was going to get moved to Detroit, right? Uh, Indiana. Or Indiana. It was for when, Miles Turner, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it was a, they had already offered him. And so Phoenix had to either match or let him go. And so he said, and I said, what, what's really the issue? And he goes, I really just want to feel wanted. And I don't feel wanted. I've and I was wondering, wondering who's the one who doesn't want you. It's very clearly what it was. Monty Williams who didn't want him. 
obviously, you know, ownership wanted him. They took him number one overall. You know, James Jones wanted him. You know, he obviously moved earth, wind, and fire for him. Obviously, they didn't want to give him the max, but he didn't have a defined role. And I think Aiton can do a lot more than the role that Monty Williams has given him. Yeah. And that's the other thing that I keep, like, forgetting in all of this. Not that Monty is gone, but that Frank Vogel's now the head coach. Yeah. Like, how is that going to work with DeAndre Ayton? I could see Ayton just pushing him all around, though. I don't know, though. Vogel's a little bit of a hard ass. If Vogel has put together top five defenses pretty much everywhere he's gone. Yeah. And a lot of that has to do with the center position. So we're, we're going to have to see. But really, it's depth and defense on the wing. Who is Bradley Beal going to play defense? He said he could. He said that the reason that he wasn't a good defender is because he's had to shoulder all of the offensive load for Washington. We're going to see if he can play defense. We're going to see. Yeah. We know Durant can, but Yes, like... and we know Kevin De- Booker can. Devin Booker can. Yeah. Other than that, though, like Why you I said. I just call him Kevin? I, There's I mean, too many Evans. Okay. <laughs> like the depth? Yeah. Like Landell? That, that's your backup big, pretty much. Bismack, Biombo. Biombo, I guess you still have on that roster. Well, no, like those guys are gone. The only guys that are left on the roster right now, as it stands... Only guys, Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, Aiton, Ish Wainwright, which has a club option, so maybe not, Isaiah Todd. That's it. That's all they have on the roster right this second. That's it. No Jacques Landell. No campaign. No Tory Craig. No Biombo. No Damian Lee. No Okoji. No Terrence Ross. No Saban Lee. No TJ Warren. All those guys are gone until they pay them. Those guys aren't on the books. So you've got, you're over the cap with four guys. How, Sway? How? This feels like the Lakers to me. Oh, it I, really I, does. I'm feeling the same exact way I felt when they traded for Russell Westbrook. Are you talking like, I'm, man, I don't know about that, though. I mean, I think Brad Beal's, I think the ceiling's a little bit higher than Russ's. It's sure. not like they're bringing in like, but yeah, you're right, though, because they're probably going to have to bring in old dudes, old guys on vet, like ring chasers. Yes. That's all Phoenix is going to be, because what young players are they even going to be able to afford? They don't have any draft picks. They just gave those all away for Kevin Durant. Yeah. I, what I, are we talking about? Yeah. So, obviously, Denver is still the best team in the West. If the Pelicans are able to stay healthy, I like the Pelicans more than I like Phoenix. Uh, it's a dumpster fire, But that's too. also, like, right. Because it comes down to, are they going to be able to keep Zion? I don't think there's any chance that they actually Talk about that next him. segment, too. But, I don't know. I mean, when the reports come out that he has no relationship with the team, and you're listening to, like, podcasts where you have Larry Nance, like, not being fully sold on Zion. I'll never forget. I mean, I listened to the Stan Van Gundy podcast a couple years ago and it was the same thing like Zion just didn't really want to play didn't like how tough he was uh, on Zion and they had a great year that was the year that he averaged what 26 points per game and was actually healthy the majority of the season but he didn't want to play any defense and uh, that's the issue with Zion though but if he could stay in shape if he could get back on the court and Brandon Ingram could stay healthy I like the Pelicans more I don't know I don't know about the Kings like I don't think they're going anywhere but what do you like would you go over on their win total yes absolutely De'Aaron Fox is going to be on another level. Yeah, and I think Sabonis, when he shoots more, because he's a good shooter, yeah. if he commits to shooting that mid-range, they're a much more unstoppable offense. Much more unstoppable. I agree. We actually got some uh, 